0: So uh, I just want to express my thanks to the elders for the opportunity for me to share God's Word. So It's also very useful when God begins to speak into what He wants to share with us. So today we're actually looking at the work of the Holy Spirit in our sanctification, making us holy, making us fruitful, bearing the fruits of the Holy Spirit. So we can see that God has already started that process speaking to us. Because that is the will of God for us. It says in Ephesians 14 15, but speaking the truth in love, we grow up in all things unto him who is the head, Christ. God desires that we be like Christ. We grow up in all things, in our character, in our behavior. And again, Romans eight twenty eight says, "For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren." So God desires that we be like Jesus, look alike, just like twins, look alike. That is what God really desires for us: that in our character we actually reflect Jesus. And so we really want to see how can the Holy Spirit help us to be like Christ, make us sanctify, holy. Sanctification is a big word. We don't to really use that sort of word in our everyday conversation. But it's making us holy, making us look like Jesus in our character. So just let us just pray as we look into God's word that God will speak to us. This time I want it to be a little bit different. Why did you pray? Everybody pray that God will speak to us. We really want God to do beyond the truth of his word. We want God to walk by Holy Spirit. So let all of us pray that God will speak to us. God will move by his spirit to change us so that we can be fruitful, just as God has already been speaking to us. So just pray. Just Yes, Lord, we thank you for your word. Thank you that your desire that we be like Jesus. Lord, as we look into your word and all that you provided for us by your Holy Spirit, Lord, speak to us, but above all, Lord, move by your spirit. Change us, Lord, that we be like Jesus in all things for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. So the word that is actually um translated sanctification is the Greek word hagamos. Um, maybe I've not pronounced it very well, but it actually means holiness. So to sanctify means to make holy. And we can see the first usage of this word when they crossed, when the Israelites they crossed the Red Sea, and God said He wanted to speak to all the people from the mount, he said, Moses sanctified the people and let them wash their clothes. So God wanted them to separate themselves from everything that was evil or holy, prepared themselves to actually meet with God. It also implies to consecrate or to set apart for holy use. And this came about, again, if you look at Exodus 13, you realize that before the Israelites left Egypt, the firstborn of the Egyptians were actually killed. So when they crossed the rest, God said every firstborn should be dedicated to him, consecrated to him, set apart for God. So to, 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 sanctify or to, uh, yes, to, to sanctify means to set apart for holy use, set apart for God. Usually, when we talk about the spirit, the topic of holiness, it could be dreadful to some people, especially if you grew up in a church where grace has not been taught. It might remind you of the struggle of sin and of various issues. So therefore, I fear from the onset. I really wanted us to read this passage, 1 Corinthians one thirty. It says, But of him... You are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. This passage is reminding us that Christ is our sanctification, Christ is our redemption, Christ is our righteousness. So we are not trying to get something by our own effort. Rather, we are seeking to how can we cooperate with the Holy Spirit to lay hold on that which God has actually done for us in Christ. So that is the emphasis of this talk. And it will be good, again, just to remind us that what Jesus said about the Holy Spirit. He says, I will ask the Father, he will give you another comforter, counselor, helper, Intercessor, advocate, strengthener, standby, that he may remain with you forever. And so we are looking at how the counselor, the helper, the strengthener, the standby can help us in our journey of becoming like Jesus. So that's what we are going to be looking at. However, the the definition that so as we as the talk goes on the Holy Spirit might bring some things to your mind maybe some things that need to be changed in your life or in my life as well. Note that it is not for shame or condemnation, rather it is for redemptive purpose. God wants to help us, God wants to cleanse us. So the definition I will be using most of the time is set apart for God. Sanctified set apart for God it has two components. To be set apart from God means you are set apart from all that is evil, all that is unholy, and set apart for God's use. Why I like this definition, it means say no to the world, say no to everything that is unholy, and say yes to God. That is what sanctification certification. We say no to all that is unholy, all that is ungodly, at the same time we say yes to God. This is better illustrated if you look at Psalm 1. It says, blessed is the person that says no to discomfort, to the ungodly way, but but his meditation, his concentration, his delight is upon the word of God, that he meditate upon the word of God day and night. So what happens that when we focus on God, when we focus, when we say yes to God, it is our saying yes to God that gives us the ability to say no to the ungodly. In fact, that if we just say holiness, and if your effort is, how can I get rid of this from my life, I get rid of this from my life, you'll find you will be frustrated. But if your focus is on God, spend some time with God, focus on the word of God. As we focus on God, God gives us the ability to actually say no. I actually call it the law of substitution. Just imagine that I have in my hand a a, a cup with a bit of orange juice, and I have on this hand a big flask of water. As I begin to pour this water into this small cup, the, the orange color will become lighter and lighter until eventually that little cup will be pure water. As we drink more of God, as we drink more of God, that is the way it happens. God's word, God's Holy Spirit refines or ref- refreshes us. It fills us. That is only when we are able to say no to your god, because we are filled with the power of God. And that is, I really just want to point out before we actually go to the three points. I was, so this morning, when I was praying about this law of submission. God reminded me of 1 Corinthians 15, 33. It says, Bad company corrupts good character. In the same way, Company with the Holy Spirit corrects corrupt character and brings and bring forth fruit. Company with the Holy Spirit corrects corrupt character and produces fruit in our lives. The last point I want to make before I go to the three main points of the talk is that Sanctification does not mean you will never be tempted. It is good to bear that in mind. There are only two people in the whole earth that have ever, that are completely sanctified and they were tempted. And, down, and if they were, they were completely sanctified until they fell, they were tempted. Jesus was tempted. So sanctification doesn't mean we get a place where we are never tempted. It is good to bear that in mind because there are many people who are condemned because they feel they are so tempted. It is not the temptation, but it is you standing against it by the grace of God. And so in this talk, we are really going to cover just three main points. The three main points will be changed by the Holy Spirit in us, the word, the sword of the Holy Spirit, and then the last one is praying and trusting God. Changed by the Holy Spirit. I will read the passage, the next slide please. The first, 1 John three nineteen. It says, no one who is born of God will continue to sin because God's seed remains in them. They cannot go sinning because they have been born of God. That is the NIV. I put another version there, the LLT. He said, Those who have been born into God's family do not make a practice of sinning because God's life is in them. They cannot keep on sinning because they are the children of God. The emphasis here is on the phrase after the because. It is because the seed of God in us. That is what breaks the power of sin in our life. So the more of God we have in us, the less sin had hold over us. So the emphasis, therefore, is for us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. The more of God we have in us, the more we are able to say no to that which is evil. Romans 8.13 says, For if you live by the details of the flesh, you will die. But if through the power of the Spirit you are put to death the deeds of your sinful nature you will live. So it is by the Spirit of God that we are able to say no to that which is of evil. Because the Bible says in Philippians that it is God that works in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So it is as we spend more time with the Spirit of God that our life get transformed. So what is our role in this? And I would like like us to read from 2 Corinthians 13, it is not on the slides, but it says, But we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. And this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit of God. It is as we fellowship with the Holy Spirit, as we behold God, as we spend time in his presence. They say we are being transformed by the Spirit of God. Excuse me. So it is worshiping God. It is spending time in his presence. As we contemplate about the goodness of God, God put a deposit of his goodness in our heart for other people. Sorry for that. Just my, I'm feeling a bit uh, in my stomach. is just uh, misbehaving. But as we focus on the kindness of God, God puts kindness for other people in our hearts. So as we spend time in God's presence, God transforms us. And so David says in Psalm 27, say, says, One do I desire and that I seek after, that I dwell in the house, of the Lord, and to behold His beauty. So, as we spend time in God's presence, we are transformed. And again, in Isaiah ten twenty seven, it says, "It is the anointing of God that breaks the yoke." So, as we spend time in God's presence, God's Holy Spirit come among us, and breaks the yoke. So that is the defense the, the, the point of the Spirit of God changing us. As I said just to uh, speak about the Word of God as the sword of the Spirit. Let me start from there. So usually the Spirit will walk within the limits of God's Word and by God's Word. So that's why the Holy Spirit is called the Spirit of Truth. And usually he will walk at two levels. Uh, just as we read in Ephesians 5, to 20, 25 to 26, he gave his life, Jesus, for the church to make her holy and clean, washed by the cleansing of God's word. So the God will use his word to discern our motives, our thoughts, and bring correction. So uh, the example I was giving was before we came here. we were getting ready to go to church, and Doris was just taking her time uh, and I was getting very angry, <laughs> and suddenly I felt this the peace of God asking me, "Why are you angry?" And I thought, "Yes, if uh, we're getting late to church." And God said, are you really angry because you are getting late to show up because you're concerned about what people will say about you? And that really just got got me. I said, wow, I'm so sorry. I've I've got it now. And since that time, I've never heard it again. (laughs) Also, the, the, the Spirit of God will guide us into all truth. It is the truth that actually brings freedom and builds us up. Hebrews 3:10 says they always err in their heart because they have not known our ways. So given our background, our past experiences, we often err in our thinking or what we believe or what we say. We adopt some positions in our hearts and mind due to our past experience which at times are erroneous to the truth of God's word. And we are often tempted to think, if, if only I didn't have those weaknesses or this background issue, I'll be okay. But what we really need is the truth of God's word to cut through those uh, false foundations that we have. This is where the Holy Spirit really comes, because he gives us the truth of God's word That brings liberty and wholeness. So you find that in Ephesians, he's talking about the weapons of our warfare. He says, put on the armor. It's not that we overcome the devil's power. He says, overcome the deceptions of the devil. So we tend to have these deceptions in our heart without knowing. But God brings the truth of his word by the Holy Spirit. And that's what actually leads us to liberty and to freedom. And so that's why Jesus said to, in, in 8, that, 8, John 8.31, to he said that, in you know, order to the Jews that believe, if you abide in my word, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And the last point I really want to make is change by prayer and, the, and trust in God. And that is 1 Thessalonians 5, 23-24. He saying, May the God of peace sanctify you wholly, completely. Make your whole spirit, soul, and body be present blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus. Who has called you is faithful, and who also will do it. So what I find quite interesting challenging at the same time encouraging here is false statement. He who has called is the confidence in God. He who has called you will do it. And I think I really wanted you to have that faith. No matter what you struggle with in terms of sanctification or bringing forth the fruit of the Spirit, be confident God has called you and he will do it. So don't let the devil be telling you why you've been struggling with this for a long time. Don't give up. Declare God who is called is faithful and also he will do it. So we are transformed as we see as we, as we have more of the Holy Spirit in our lives. So the, it benefits us to actually focus on him in our lives. We want to have more of God's Spirit in our lives. So when we are faced with decisions The question we should be asking is is not, can I legally do this and get away with it? Or rather, the question, will this build me up? Will this allow more of the Holy Spirit in our lives? The second point is, we should learn to cooperate with him and not grieve the Holy Spirit. That means we do not ignore the promptings of the Holy Spirit. God is prompting you. Do not ignore that. And finally, don't make any excuses at all. If the Spirit says, this is it, He's just going to say, yes, Lord, I really miss it there. This is in my life. I need you to change me. I need you to transform me. We really need to adopt those attitudes of cooperating with the Holy Ghost, of wanting to do things that will build us up, and will allow more of the Holy Spirit in our lives. So maybe you, if you are listening online and, or here you haven't already given your life to Christ, it's obvious that in your power, by your own power, you cannot transform your life. We need God's Spirit in us. It is the life of God in us. It is the Spirit of God that actually transforms us. And how you really you need to open your life to Jesus. That is the only way you can, be trans- you can be transformed and you can make that decision today. So I think the response I really wanted to actually bring is, uh, to bring the worship to say, the more of the spirit of God we have in us, the more we get transformed. Just to spend some time, first of all, to pray. If God has brought anything to your mind, maybe you just want to talk to God about it. But actually just look to God. Pray in this spirit, Pray for one another for more of God's spiritual lives and to see our life transformed.